I'm going to call you out today. Today we have to end. <laughs> so everyone always is silent the first few minutes, and then at the end, 10 hands go up. Um, but at this location, we actually um, have to end on time because we're getting charged by the hours. So today I will be strict about cutting you guys off. Don't pull the guilt heartstrings on me. Don't raise your hands at the last minute. All right, first person, thank you. Assalamu alaikum I just want to say Jazakallah Khairam. The khutbah that I heard was excellent, and my question is, how do I get a copy of it? Because I know several people I would love to share it with. It's a really important message. Do you want to answer, Anne? <laughs> sure. Um, we put all of our um, audio, um, so we record um, the khutbahs, the adhan, and the Q&A, um, and we post it on several websites. We put it on Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, and um, archive.org. So if you just type in Women's Mosque of America, um, we'll have a list of all um, of all of our um, jummas and our special events. Um, so you can listen to it there. And it'll say that what the date was, who the khatiba was, um, what the topic was, and then a brief description. Um, so you can find them on those websites. And then um, we're in the process of um, putting up or downloading all of the videos onto YouTube. Um, we do have some up there on our channel already. Um, but we're gonna um, we're in the process of um, trying to get all of them on there. So there, so you can listen to it, and um, for some of them, at least right now, you can watch them. You mentioned Dolores Huerta. I've had the privilege of uh, speaking with her on more than one occasion, and one of the sad things is uh, she is a prominent, not only a prominent person now, but she was a, an equal partner with Cesar Chavez, and she. Uh, historically has not gotten the recognition partly because she's a woman. And of course, he passed away years ago, wonderful person, wonderful leader, but Dolores Huerta is someone with whom we should all uh, learn more about, and she is older, but she is as active as she was years ago. So thank you for bringing up her name. All right, we got Abrafi. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you both so very much. I was sitting here and I was going, this is why I come to the women's mosque. We don't hear this information otherwise. So alhamdulillah, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to listening to it again. I'm a visual person, so I would love to be able to actually see it as well. Uh, but the information on the women in Islam, thank you so much for being so clear, so very clear. And I learned so much from you, from both of you. So I thank you sincerely for that. As far as Dolores Huerta is concerned, you know, there's a movie out now about her. And it's really worth seeing. It's very, very excellent. And this woman did this with 11 children. For all of us sitting here, I rest my case. We can all do more. <laughs> but thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum. I also wanted to thank God for such a wonderful gathering uh, once a month. We deserve it as women, number one. That's really super. So also thank you so much for your words, for sharing your wisdom, for creating this space. I have a question. Um, we have, in, in my extended family, we have an uncle who has sexually abused some of the women. So a young girl, older woman, this information all came to light recently. The 
aggressions that we're aware of happened now about two decades ago. Um, he's in constant denial and uh, asserts that it didn't happen, but the, tr the truth has come out. I mean, there's just an overwhelming amount of detail. So we know it's true. Um, going forward as a family, we're struggling, mostly between the two generations of my age and versus parents, of how to handle this information going forward. So he has three sons, um, two of whom are not married. There's this concern that if this information is shared across the community where this uncle is very active and very trusted, I mean, big beard, topi all the time, the whole thing, right? Um, there's concern that if this information is shared, no one would want to marry into their family. Certainly for the son who is married, it's causing a lot of marital strife, as of course um, his wife no longer feels comfortable entering his home. Furthermore, um, you know, we're going back and forth because there's um, expressions in Islam that we should conceal the sins of our brothers, which is certainly true. And I think some people want to believe that these are um, sins and tendencies of the past where there's, of course, people who believe that this sort of behavior never stops and we need to protect. So as we're trying to balance all of this information, all the people involved, those who have already been hurt, those who could be protected, do you have any recommendations? And, and furthermore, do you have any Islamic guidance? Because I think for especially the elders, they're really looking to um, examples or verses or hadith that would, could guide them one way or another. Thank you for sharing that, first of all. Um, I think that happens way more often than we'd like to believe. Um, so it's not definitely not just your family. Because it is, you know, it is a very sensitive subject, for sure. I think the first thing that popped into my head was the um, hadith that Sister Shabnam shared, um, where the Prophet ﷺ said, help those who are oppressed and those who are the, who are the oppressor, um, and help the oppressor by preventing um, the oppression. I guess, yeah, keeping, you know, um, helping the, the victims of um, what he did is, of course, top priority, but also helping to make sure that this, that he doesn't do this again, and that he needs to help, help working on himself, I think, so that, you know, can realize that this is wrong, um, and just, like, improve himself as a person. And a lot of that is, you know, he needs to do him, himself. Um, you know, you can, only, you can only do so much, you know, you can tell him, as often as, you know, as many times as you want, but it's ultimately up to him to decide, and it's, you know, ultimately up to God, who is the, who is the final judge um, for everyone. So I heard a couple of things, and I just want to re re repeat them to make sure I heard. Clearly, he's a respected person in the community, and also he's, in, they're in denial. So two very out there things that no people will go into I don't believe you versus you know the truth uh, as a as a conscience I would say we have to first make sure the family knows this needs to get out because of the preventive nature now unless it is rehabilitated which I'm not an expert in that field so I don't know what that means but honestly, uh, this is such a difficult thing for any family to go through, let alone a community who trusts that person. But at some point, it has to, it has to get out. There is no hadith that I know of, and I will turn to some of all of you who might be better at it than I am, that says to protect those who have made criminal acts. This is indeed a harmful criminal situation that you may have 
You may have impacted the lives of those girls when they were young girls or boys. I don't know what the situation was, but, and you, you kind of need to, you, ha you have to stand up for those people because they will think it's okay. And that's, that's the issue. You, don't, you never want to make it sound like it's okay. Um, I just want to say a couple things. So we did, uh, in April of our first year, we had um, a, uh, a khatiba come and speak about this topic. Um, and um, she made an excellent point that um, you have to balance, balance compassion with justice. So if you have too much compassion for that person, you end up committing injustice against the victim. And if you have, you know, if you go the route of too much justice, um, then you lose all compassion. So it, it really is a powerful um, khutbah I would recommend um, just passing along. Um, and also as, you know, in our Islamic duty, yes, you hide the faults of others, but when, uh, when it's a case of uh, of injustice or harm that's going to be, you know, um, that could could happen to someone else. It actually becomes our duty to speak out um, and to prevent that, as Sister Shabnam said. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to give you as a tool, if you're having these arguments with your family, uh, is Quran um, chapter 4, verse 135. And it says, O you who have attained to faith, be ever steadfast in upholding equity, bearing witness to the truth for the sake of God, even though it be against your own selves or your parents or your kinsfolk. Whether the person concerned be rich or poor, God's claim takes precedence over the claims of either of them. Do not then follow your own desires, lest you swerve from justice. For if you distort the truth, behold, God is indeed aware of all that you do. So that verse to me is very clear, um, happens to be my favorite verse. Um, but it's, it's very clear that it doesn't matter if it's your family, it doesn't matter if it's your parents, yourself even. On the day of judgment, we're all just going to be souls, you know, not even connected. We're just going to be souls, and that will be a soul that your your family was responsible for holding accountable and maybe didn't. So that is, you know, something that you can use to sort of uh, bolster your argument. I'm a psychiatrist, so I'm going to speak from the psychiatric point of view. So if you had come to my office and said, my uncle is doing this, that, and the other, then, uh, of course, my first question would be, uh, how many young children are around him? So suppose you say my child is, uh, goes and he babysits or something, that would be a red flag for me. Because uh, if it's not stopped, it will continue. So my first thing would be, do you know this person's address? Do you know his name? And of course, you know it if he's your uncle. I would have to report it. Even if you said no, you, you can't do it and this. And I know from the, I'm a Muslim, from the Islamic point of view, from the cultural point of view, we try to hide these secrets. We say, no, 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 and, but then you have to see, okay, maybe he may not do anything to your family. What if he's doing somewhere else, abusing other kids? So it's our duty to sort of stop it right there. Otherwise, the crime, the thing, the abuse is going to continue. So it's a reportable thing, yeah. Thank you so much for that perspective. They will not re uh, reveal the person who made the report to the perpetrator. And I'm praying for your strength and may Allah pour patience and strength over you as you face this challenge. 
Um, I'd just like to add to that that um, there, there is an 800 number that you can get that you call toll-free, and you, they may ask you who you are. They usually will, but they are mandated by law. I'm a mandated reporter myself, and they cannot tell anybody where that information came from. So you can give his name, his address, his location, et cetera, et cetera, and they will send somebody out to investigate it. Um, but I would also like to remind you from an Islamic point of view that, and I apologize for my ignorance, but there's either a Hadith or a Quranic verse, and perhaps one of the Kitabis or somebody else can help me, that says that if you see something wrong amongst your Muslim brothers and sisters, you must, as a believer, stop it with your hand. With your hand. And if you cannot stop it with your hand, then you must stop it with your tongue, i.e. by speaking. And if you cannot stop it with your tongue, then you must hate it in your heart, and that is the weakest form of faith. So I think that is something else that you can remind your family of, that Islamically, we have this responsibility, and perhaps one of you can let her know whether it's Quran or whether it's Hadith. But um, as the other sister said, um, if you do not, I mean, don't assume that the one person you know about is the only victim in general, People who are perpetrators such as this do it to multiple people, and it's the, the majority of people are abused by family members, by a known person. It's not some stranger in the dark alley. And it's because the protection that they get by getting victims from within their family where they're safe, where they can say, you mustn't tell anybody, or mommy or daddy will be in trouble, Abu or Baba is gonna have a problem, so don't say anything or you're going to ruin the whole family. And that guilt is then put on the victim to keep them silent. Whereas if it was a total stranger, it would be like, I don't care if there's a problem for your family, I'm telling what you did. So you need to know that you're not in an isolated case. This is not something new, it's not unusual. It's happening, unfortunately, every day, all day long, in every community, in every faith, in every ethnic group. And, you know, you have to take your strength to protect the next potential victim and to protect your family member because on Yom Kiyam, he's going to be held accountable for that. And that's a terrible thing to be held accountable for. And so it's, and it's important to remind your family that this is not only about the victim, this is also about if they love him and want to help him, they need to protect him, as the hadith says, about from, a, from um, being oppressive against others, because that's when you help him, you help protect him from getting further sins in his book, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. I'm trying to find it on my phone. It's, you know, some of those days things work against you. I saw a, I got an email this morning, it's a new movie that's being released uh, about Muslim women who have been raped. And um, I think it's called Women Make Movies. I tried to print it out. Then my printer ran out of ink. So I did get one copy, and I laid it down with my keys so I can bring it here to share, and went off and left it. But inshallah, can I email the information to you? Okay, it, it ties right into what you're talking about today. And I said, this is so relevant. You know, and I was just so excited. I'm sorry, but the movie is out now and is being shown privately. You can buy the DVD, and I think you can also get groups where you, they sell the DVD together, and it's about three-something for the entire group or whatever. Okay. Thank, thank you. Yeah, and as, these, as so many people said, um, these types of 
perpetrators only exist because everyone around them is enabling them. Um, and so it really is, um, you know, that honor and status that he doesn't, and that no one wants to disrupt, that is the very key that's allowing him to do this. So if you take away that status, then he, he's exposed and he can't do it anymore. Um, and, and as for the people, you know, that's a legitimate concern, you know, um, if the children of the family are afraid that, you know, their marriage prospects might be fewer. But, you know, that could also be a way of weeding people out who, you know, if the right person comes along, they'll understand. Um, but also, if the right person comes along, they will demand healthy boundaries in your family. So that's also another way to kind of check yourselves and see, like, okay, someone from the outside would only be comfortable if we set up this arrangement where he's not in the house when XYZ happens. Um, and that could also be a way for your family to grow. Um, so um, we'll, we'll pray for you guys. Um, so I'll end there.